Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. I have a different outline today, but I'm compelled by the Spirit. The Spirit compels me to read this verse that we read last week. Amen. Compelled. I'm compelled by the Holy Ghost. In Acts 3, verse 19, repent therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. And that he may send Jesus Christ who was preached to you before, whom heaven must receive until the times of restoration of all things which God has spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. Times of refreshing. You know, I've not been without the sense of freedom. All of these many years, every day I've carried that, that understanding, that consciousness of freedom. But in life, sometimes we allow things to cloud our lives. And if we're not careful, we can be weighted down. And we've all experienced that Oppression that the enemy tries to bring against our, our spirit and weighed us down. And we need, we need his presence. We need to be in his presence. Because refreshing comes from the presence of the Lord. Refreshing comes. Oh, glory to God. Amen. I experience his refreshing when I'm right by myself. I experience his refreshing, that refreshing that comes from his presence while I'm driving down the street. Sometimes I'm just in my truck and I'm driving down the street and tears are flowing down my face. As the Spirit of God refreshes me, the presence of God refreshes me. Amen. And then when we come together, It's compounded. It's compounded. Glory to God. He refreshes us from his presence. Isn't that wonderful? (laughs) Glory to God. So So the Lord's given me the liberty now that I said that to look at my outline. (laughs) And I want to I want to just start, and this goes right along with what we're what we've experienced today. I want to begin to talk about cooperating with the indwelling spirit. Now we talk a lot around here about cooperating with the moving of the spirit collectively. Cooperating with the power of God. 
when the anointing comes upon us, how to cooperate with that. But this is a different, this is a different dimension of the Spirit. You know that, that, and this is what throws a lot of people off, a lot of church people are in major confusion about this one thing. Most Christians have understood that there's one work of the Spirit. That when you are born again, the Holy Spirit comes into your life. And that he has a multifaceted ministry. But that's the experience. And that's, that's basically all there is. But if you study the Bible, you'll find out that's not true. That there's a twofold work of the Spirit. There are two central works or dimensions of the Spirit. And one, of course, is when the Spirit comes to live within us in the new birth. He takes up residence in us. Jesus told his disciples, he said, I'm going to pray the Father and he'll send you another helper. Even the Spirit of truth. He's, and he went on to say, this is in the, in the 14th chapter of John, he said he, he dwells with you. Well, he was with them because Jesus was with them. And Jesus had the Spirit. He said he dwells with you right now, but he will be. That's future. He was talking about a future time. He said, this is the 14th chapter. He said, he dwelled, the spirit dwells with you, but he will be in you. First Corinthians chapter three, verse 16. Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that his spirit dwells in you? And in the sixth chapter of first Corinthians, he said, your bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you. That's one work of the Spirit. And that's, that's the subject of, of what I want to talk about today in the next few sessions. But then there's another work of the Spirit. Jesus said, you will receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you and you shall be witnesses. There's just, that's a different work of the Spirit. One is not more important than the other. Both are essential for a victorious Christian life. And so a lot of people, they don't understand that. They, they, they're confused. One thing that confuses Christians, and I'll be honest with you, one thing that confuses a lot of believers is that they know people who are spirit-filled, who talk about being spirit-filled, and yet sometimes those spirit-filled Christians don't exhibit all of the fruit of the Spirit. That's a big stumbling stone. Of course, if they were honest, most people aren't because most people are looking for a fight. But if they're honest, they would admit that they don't always exhibit the fruit of the Spirit either. But the point they try to make is that this being filled with the Spirit is not valid because after all, you say you're filled with the Spirit, but you sometimes lose your temper. Sometimes you don't act like you should. Sometimes you're, you, you grumble and complain and do this or that. And so why is that better? You don't even have the fruit of the Spirit. What they don't understand is those two works of the Spirit produce two different things. The spirit on the inside is there to produce a ninefold fruit of the spirit. 
We see that in the fifth chapter of Galatians. The fruit of the Spirit. List those nine fruit. I'm going to try to recite them because I might miss one. Over in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, it lists nine gifts of the, of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit on the inside is there to produce fruit. It's there to produce Christian character. The Holy Spirit that comes upon you in the baptism of the Holy Spirit, being filled with the Spirit, is there for power. Amen. And the, they're just two different objectives. And both are, both are necessary. Both are part of, part of, plot of God's plan. Amen. So we need them both. Now, I have found that spirit-filled people, this is my experience, spirit-filled people tend to emphasize the work of the Holy Spirit upon. We tend to emphasize the power of God. We talk about it a, a lot around here, how to yield to the power, how to yield to the anointing, how to, how to flow with the demonstration of the Spirit and the manifestations of the Spirit. And, and we should talk about these things because it's not talked about everywhere. The other side is pretty much talked about everywhere. Almost all basic Christian churches, you know, uh, present the Holy Spirit within and living a clean life and having character and all of that. They talk about that, but not, there's only a small group of Christians who emphasize the other side and they both need to be emphasized. I like it to, to the swimming pool I used to have. The house we, we had uh, for several years, we had an in-ground swimming pool. Now, I personally would, am, would not be interested in an above-ground swimming pool. Now, some of you have them, and you love them. That's wonderful. But see, I want a shallow end and a deep end. And because there's some things you can do in the, in the deep end, you can't do in the shallow end. Amen. But right on the other end, I, I wouldn't want a pool that was just all deep. Because there's some things you can do in the deep end you can't do in the shallow end. It's both are necessary, but it's all the same water. The water that circulates through that pump circulates through that pool continuously. It's all one water. There's not two Holy Spirits, there's just one. But there are two dimensions of the Spirit. One's just deeper than the other. And sometimes we emphasize... Uh, and we should because, because it's part of our message and part of, of what God's given us to share that there's a deeper side of the spirit and we emphasize the things that, that are involved there and, uh, and, and there's, there are some glorious things that happen in the, in the deeper dimension of the spirit. I remember when we, had our, when we had that house and we had the pool, the grandkids would come over and... Uh, we played in the shallow end, but we played in the deep end too, particularly when they got older and learned to swim. We had these little, these little torpedo, these little rubberish torpedo things that we would throw in the water, you know, and the grandkids would go after them, you know, and, and die for them. Well, they'd end up, end up down in the deep end, particularly whenever, when the kids got all out of the pool after they'd played for a long time and they got out of the pool and they dried off. Guess where all the toys were? They were in the deep end. Guess who had to go get them out of the deep end? They'd all suck down to the drain, you know? So I had to go in and hold my breath, take multiple dives, you know, to get up all that stuff off the deep end, you know? But they loved diving for those things because what were they doing? They, anytime you go underwater, 
you're experimenting in another realm. Because we operate in the realm that's above water. Fish operate in the realm in the water. But humans walk on dry land and every time we go underwater, it's a whole new world. I mean, it's a new experience. Every time we do it, we're experimenting. It, it's, it's, it's wonderful. There are things that just can, can happen down there. There's that weightlessness that you feel. And, 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 it, and so we, we, we experiment in the deeper end because there are deeper things in God. But my, I said all that to get to my point. I'm, I'm going to get to it. I'm going to start. I want to lay a foundation. You know me, I always lay a broad foundation so nobody falls off the side, you know. Spirit-filled Christians often do not pay attention to the ministry and the help that's on the inside of them simply by virtue of being born again. The Holy Spirit that came to live on the inside of us has so much to offer our lives apart from the power And the glory, we talk a lot about the glory, but we've been experiencing the glory of God around here, and that's wonderful, but but at the same time, we need to be conscious of his indwelling presence. And there are three things that I want to talk about over time here that that we must consider and that are important for uh, every Christian to know concerning the work of the Spirit on the inside of us. Three things. The first one is, I'll give you, and I'm going to go ahead and give you the, the outline, then we'll talk about the first one for a minute. The first one is that constant renewals of the Holy Spirit are necessary in our lives. Number two, we need to learn to walk in the Spirit. Walking in the Spirit is not shouting. Walking in the Spirit is not, is not giving messages in tongues and interpretation of tongues. Walking in the Spirit isn't miracles. Walking in the Spirit belongs to every born-again Christian. And then number three, learning the ways of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit has, has ways that He will work in our lives. And if we don't learn to recognize how He's working we'll miss out on a lot that he wants to do for us. Amen. So the first one here is constant renewals of the Holy Spirit are necessary. Go with me to 2 Corinthians and let's look at the fourth chapter. 2 Corinthians, glory to God, chapter four. Now, I always lay a broad foundation because, you know, we have new people. And not only that, we have people that have been with us for a long time, but they still have traditions that bother their minds. They can't deny the power of God. Been around here long enough, they can't deny the reality of the power of the Spirit. But they have a lot of questions sometimes that's, that's held over. And so um, I cover those things. In Second Corinthians 4, let's look at... Verse number 16. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. Now, hold that, hold that scripture right here and go back to Titus and... 
Look at, I think it's the second or third chapter of Titus. Yeah, chapter 3. Titus, chapter 3. Verse 4 says, But when the kindness and the love of God our Savior toward men appeared, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us, through the washing of regeneration. That regeneration is the new birth. If any man is in Christ, he becomes the work of a new creation. We were born again. When you surrendered your heart to Christ and confessed him as Lord, you were born again. You were regenerated. The old passed away and a brand new person came to live on the inside. Amen. That's the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit. See, when we were born again there was a renewing that took place. And and it came with the washing of regeneration. The new birth caused us to be born again, but it renewed us. But over back over in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, it says the inward man is being renewed day by day. Oh, thank God. Oh, thank God. The Bible says we are to be renewed day by day. Day, that's every day. Every day. But I'm going to, even though it's the way it says it here, it sounds like it's automatic, but it isn't. The outward man is perishing. The inward man is being renewed every day. Well, it's not automatic and I'll show it to you. Go with me to uh, Ephesians and look at the... Uh, yeah, look at Ephesians chapter 3. Verse number 16 says that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened by might through his spirit in the inner man. Notice Paul prayed for the church at Ephesus that this would happen. That means it's not, it's not just automatic. There's a renewing and a strengthening take, that takes place in our inward man and it needs to happen day by day by day by day and it's only by the Holy Spirit. But we have to cooperate with that. We have to allow ourselves to be renewed. We have to allow ourselves to be strengthened. And I guarantee you there's not a person under the sound of my voice who hasn't experienced times when their strength has ebbed away. Spiritual strength has gone low. It's ebbed away. And and we find ourselves uh, 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 sometimes and some people a lot of times where there's, there's, we feel weak and we struggle. And if we're not careful, we do a lot of natural things to, to, to make ourselves strong again. We start depending upon ourselves. We start giving it one more strong effort, just one more go at it. Just, just you know, uh, 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 gather up the loins of your mind and just try harder to be strong. 
Bible never said a thing in the world about being strong in ourselves. It said be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Glory to God. That comes by the Holy Spirit. He will help you if you'll submit to him. You can be, you can be renewed every day. Oh, glory to God. You can be renewed every day. You can be strengthened every day. Amen. It comes by the Holy Ghost. Amen. Go with me to Colossians. We'll see an, uh, almost the same expression as we read. Hold your place in, in Ephesians chapter 3 and then go, go over to Colossians, the first chapter. Now in Ephesians chapter 3, it said to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. In Colossians, says that that you may walk worth verse 10 that you may work, walk may walk worthy of the Lord fully pre- pleasing him being fruitful in every work good work and increasing in the knowledge of God now notice how it how it says this almost exactly like he said it in in, in Ephesians strengthen with all might according to his glorious power well his glorious power is the holy spirit strengthened or empowered or renewed with all might according to his glorious power for all patience and long suffering. Too often we try to just put up with stuff. We just try to put it out of our mind and just go about our, our day and, and, and we're uh, uh, buffeted about. We don't s- seem to have any strength. And we just forge ahead. Just keep a strong upper lip and just go on for God. No, go back to a place of prayer and let the Holy Spirit renew your strength. Renew that quickening of the Holy Spirit that you had when you were first born again. Oh, glory to God. He'll renew that day by day by day. That's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Friday afternoon, Saturday, Sunday. (laughs) Day by day. Now, unto, what did he say? Did he say long-suffering? Patience? Is Is that what it said? Patience and long? Is that what it said? Let me look again. For all patience, (laughs) all patience, how much patience is that? More than you have sometimes. (laughs) No, all patience is possible. Long suffering. But you see, when when you're suffering long with the renewing of the spirit, it's a joy. Didn't he say that? All patience and long suffering with joy. Woo, glory to God with joy. We can walk through life. We can, we can have things that, that trouble other people. It's so, it's so regrettable to see Christians. I'm not talking about spirit-filled Christians. I'm talking about anybody, but it includes the spirit-filled crowd. Just go through life. Got a long face. Tests and trials and trouble. He said, if you're, if you're renewed in strength by the Spirit, by His glorious power, 
you'll have long suffering with joy. With joy. With joy. That's something that the Holy Spirit does on the inside. Don't try to work that up yourself. Get along with the Lord. The Bible says the joy of the Lord is your strength. If your joys run low, I guarantee you, you're out of fellowship to some degree with the Lord. I'll say that again. It went, maybe it'll go better over here. <laughs> if you're running low in joy, it's because you're out of fellowship with the Lord to some degree. Got a little better response. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> Amen. You know, when you were born again, probably the first emotion you had was joy. When the disciples had seen the Lord, their, their countenance was changed. They went from sad and sorrowful and defeated and afraid to full of joy. It says they were continually in the temple between the time he was raised from the dead until the, the, till the time that, that uh, 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 they received the Holy Spirit. They were continually in the temple and they were full of joy. The joy of salvation. Everybody experiences it. Oh, what joy. But... If you, don't, if you don't allow the Holy Spirit to renew you, you'll lose a grip on that joy. Joy is the second fruit of the Spirit. There's love and the second one's joy. That ought, the, the Holy Spirit's trying to work joy in you all the time. There is, I'll say it this way, there is joy in you all the time that the Holy Spirit is trying to get to the surface. He's trying to bring it to the surface. He's wanting you to spend enough time with him that he can renew the joy of your salvation. Oh, glory to God. But we're, we're, we're often too busy. We just don't have time to spend with the Lord. It's not the way we're supposed to live. Amen. Jesus prayed for us that our joy might be full. Full of joy. Oh, glory to God. He said, not, not like the world gives. He said, I have peace and joy. It's not like the world's. I want you to be full of my joy. Glory to God. See, our, our joy in Christ is not based on circumstances. The world's joy is, is all circumstantial based. When things are going great with your coworkers, when everything's going good, you know, oh, they're just happy and they're, you know, pleasant to be around. But you let something in their life take a sour turn and boy, you know it. Isn't that right? Too often, we're that way too. I mean, one or two of us, not most, not most of us. Just one or two of us, probably. probably. <laughs> we're not supposed to be like that. The thing that, that should distinguish us from the world should be our joy. That, that, that wonder that just, you know, when you, were, when you first accepted Christ and that, that weight of sin, that boulder of sin rolled off of you and that freedom, it brought such joy. I mean, 
you could see it in your face. People still ought to be ought to see it in your face. <laughs> People still ought to see it in our face. And really, that's the thing that that gives that gives authenticity to your witness. Remember, I talk a lot about the, our witness. Your your most powerful witness is your testimony. Because you can, you, people can argue scripture with you. They might not want you to read the Bible or quote scriptures. Or anything. You don't have to do that. Just tell them, listen, this is what was going on in my life. This, is, this was what being without Christ was like. And Jesus came into my life. And oh, what a change. No one can argue with your testimony. They can't. They can't. Most people won't even challenge you on it. You share your testimony. Tell them how God saved you and what, what he's done in your life and how he's blessed you. But you see, all of that is negated when you come in tomorrow grumbly. All of that's negated. All of that's negated and, and it's just just completely uh, wiped out, neutralized, when you've got a sad countenance. And particularly, you know, there are some things that in the natural affects everybody. Everybody on the job, you know, uh, there are some things that affect everybody. Everybody you go to school with, there are some things that they affect everybody. They affect us and they affect them. You take, for instance, covid that's, a, that's affected everybody. Everybody has been uh, affected. Everybody has experienced, uh, the, the, to some degree or another, the problems that the COVID pandemic brought. But it makes all the difference in the world when they see you responding differently. Responding differently. When you're not afraid, you don't have to preach to them about their fear. But when your countenance, when you're full of joy in the, in the midst of a pandemic, in the midst of a, of, a, of a wasting disease that's sweeping the world and there's no escape and there's no way out and we're all going to die and you're just full of joy. You're just thanking God. You're just praising God. You got your mask on. You don't have your mask on. It doesn't make any difference. It's not dependent on anything. Your joy validates your witness. And your lack of joy invalidates your witness. Well, how do you get it? How do you get your joy back? I have other things to say. But notice that our joy and the renewing of that joy is related to thankfulness. We're right here in Colossians. Colossians, remember 1.11? Strengthened with all might, or you could say renewed, according to his glorious power, for all patience and long-suffering with joy. What's the next word? Giving thanks. 
Giving thanks. Giving thanks. Hallelujah. Go to 1 Peter. Look at 1 Peter chapter 1. 1 Peter chapter 1. Seven, verse 7 says that the genuineness of your faith being much more precious than gold that perishes though it be tested by fire may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. The revelation of Jesus Christ is when he returns. Whom having not seen you love. Your friends know you hadn't seen him. They know what you. They know you're living by faith. They might not understand the the, the uh, terminology, and they might not understand the theological significance of living by faith. But they know you haven't seen the Lord. They know you haven't been to heaven. They know you're living, believing something you haven't seen. Though now you do not see him, yet believing, you rejoice with joy inexpressible. And full of glory. See, we rejoice with joy that is beyond knowing. It's beyond expressing. But when the joy, when you don't feel the joy, when you don't sense the joy, you stir that up by rejoicing. Rejoicing. It's best not done on the job. It's best done at home, in your prayer closet, or your prayer patio, whatever you have, and in church. It's one good reason to be here. It's it's easy to rejoice here. It's easy to rejoice here. It's easy to forget and, and get your mind off of your troubles in church, <clears throat> but it ain't automatic. I look out there a lot of times and I see some faces and they are anything but joyful. Everybody else is joyful. Everybody else is praising God. Everyone else is rejoicing. The power of God, the glory of God's here. And there are people sitting back there. Just, well, yet believing Yet believing, though you see it not, you don't see him, you don't see joy, you can't experience it, not, can't touch it and feel it, seems like it's 100 miles away. Yet rejoicing, yet believing, you rejoice. If you'll just start rejoicing, oh, hallelujah. That inexpressible joy that is in you. It's one of the fruit of the Spirit. It's in you. If you'll start rejoicing when you don't feel like it, glory to God. You'll put the grumbles on the run. You'll run them out. You, you, you'll, it'll change your expression. It'll change your outlook. It's easy to do in here. There's a reason for that. Because the Lord knows it's not always easy out there. So you get it stirred up in here. Don't come to church and resist what God's doing here. Don't come to church and say, well, you know, God ought to be, he ought to be pleased that I'm even here today. He ought to give me a quarter for just showing up. no. We're here to where it's easy. Let the Lord fill you with joy. Start rejoicing. Start praising God with everybody else. Just just act like it's true, praise God. Just act like the Bible's true. 
Amen. And get so full of that joy, but when you get back in the car to go home, take that whiff of that deodorizer in your car and it just brings you back. Don't do that. Oh yeah, nothing's changed. (laughs) Oh, glory to God. No, go out and say, I've got the aroma of heaven with me this morning. I'm going to take it out with me. I'm going to take that aroma out. I'm going to breathe in heaven's glory. I'm going to stay full of joy. And I'm, I, even when I meet my husband, when I walk in the door, I'm still going to be full of joy. When I meet my old sour uh, 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 mother-in-law, uh, and when I walk in the door, I'm still going to be full of joy. When my kids are, are acting like idiots, I'm still going to be full of joy. Praise God. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. Constant renewals are necessary. They're necessary. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. Glory to God. Aren't you glad you came to church today? Let's stand up and just give him praise. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.